dream, we a 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 dream, 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 you might be able to kick a literal pig in this movie. I, I mean, I couldn't because there are no pigs here. Right, it's just cows. No right. pig kickery. Well, also, even within the movie, I still would not be able to touch any of those animals. Oh, my God. Hello, and welcome to the Dreamweaver podcast. The Hello? only Seguini who is better than any of the ones I've done? Seguini Warver. Seguini Bieber. Seguini Warver was her name. Justin Bieber's mom. You know who it is. I don't even need to say it. I think you do need to try as the as the Seguarmi. You know. Yeah. Okay. Hello, and welcome to the Dreamweaver podcast, the only Sigourney Weaver podcast that you'll ever need in your whole life, and you didn't even know you needed it until today, and now you do know you need it, so just listen to it. Yeah, get with it. Uh, On the Dreamweaver podcast, we have two goals, and one of those is... To make trumpet noises with our mouths. Ben, (laughs) what is our first goal? Uh, Our first goal is to watch every Sigourney Weaver movie in chronological order and rate them from best to worst so that you know which are good and which you can just fast forward through to the Sigourney parts. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like watching along with us, in which case we're sorry for some I'm, of these. Why? <laughs> That's impossible <laughs> given the availability of a couple of the movies we've already watched. That's uh, true. I mean, everyone's got a library nearby. So. Yeah, That's but not true. everyone's got a copy of One Woman or Two nearby. And or Mad no, Man. And, a, and no one has a copy of Mad Man because Only you are I sole do. Of all of them. <laughs> I am the keeper of that knowledge. Now, Olivia, what uh, what is our second bigger overarching goal here? Well, we would love to meet Sigourney. More than anything else. Really, just we want to see her face in front of our faces, not through a screen. Yes. Though right now that might be a little harder to do. It, well, it, it, sure. You know, we can plan ahead. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's we'll really s- arguably all we've been doing. We've been planning ahead. We'll schedule it for post-pandemic. So, that's right. Yeah. So how can our listeners, who uh, some of them have been with us from the very beginning, thank you thank for you. that. Some of them might just be joining us for this episode and trying to, you know, dip their toes in and see what's, what, what's, what's all this Streamweaver about. Um, how, how can they help us? Well, I will give you the store brand variety, um, which is to tell your friends, get the word out, on the socials medias um, but i'm sure ben has another idea for us sure just like olivia gave you the store brand idea i will give you the brand name idea uh which is the listeners should invent something uh and then name it the Dreamweaver podcast it needs to be something so that we can sue them no, well it needs to be something very successful i was thinking maybe like a soda that tastes really good mm. something that will be in a lot of stores and will get very famous more famous than us and then yes we can swoop in and sue you and take all of your profits so really we benefit doubly from this plan yeah great or maybe like some like some of those you know uh, like store uh, like cookies that you see on the shelves in stores but not like the shitty ones not like chips ahoy 
Like wow, like the really not. Well, what about I, the I, chewy? What about the chewy? Uh, chips chewy Ahoy? chips Ahoy can go straight to hell. Wow, no, I like chewy chips. Ahoy. They're the, they are objectively the worst chips Ahoy. Uh, First of all, I, any I, cookie I, I you buy off the shelf, if it is crunchy, I am not. No, nope, not interested. Wow, Actually, I no, completely no, 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 no. disagree. Oh wait, John, 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 Oreos. Are you saying you want a chewy <laughs> Oreo, you ignorant motherfucker? <laughs> oh my God, have you ever had a deep fried Oreo? Of course oh. I have. <laughs> well, Ben, those aren't exactly crispy, now are they? But those aren't exactly on store shelves now are they but they could be listener maybe should we be. need you to make be. a store shelf brand of deep fried oreos and, and call them it. the Dreamweaver podcast yeah. and listeners we also need you to go find coconut chips ahoy i can't find them anywhere and they are the best chips ahoy and send them to me so that i can eat all of them they have them at my grocery store where is micro grocery store? No, my. It sounds store. very my, small and I, probably too big to get in. <laughs> they only have one chips of <laughs> It's out of the package. It's just sitting on the shelf. Unfortunately, I'm larger than a bacteria, so I will not be able to get in there. Well, well, well. Um, Moral of the story is: eat cookies and tell people about our podcast, so, so we can meet Sigourney Weaver. Another fun thing that you can do, rather than just, you know, blurbing about this podcast to all of your friends, is you can you can talk to us. Only Ben bites. Like, uh, he Olivia bites hard, I, though. I'm so sorry. Only it, if you want me to. Yeah, he'll, he'll draw blood. You gotta be careful. Consensually. <laughs> he will come for your children. Consensually, not the children part. <laughs> this is just a little, a little uh, nipply. Oh, <laughs> what? Nibbly? Did you say, did you say nipply? I am I am nipply and nibbly. Oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, two ends yeah, they call me, and and an N. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you really should do that, and you should you should do that by getting in touch with us on the social medias at Dreamweaver Pod or sending us an email at Dreamweaver Podcast at Gmail dot cam dot cam dot cam and uh, when you and we'll do read that, it like this. When you do that, you know, it'll be like four episodes later. We'll talk about you. We will so talk about yeah. it. Sometimes we might cry through your email. Occasionally. <laughs> uh, because of it. Olivia's inability to speak like a human? Yes. Maybe. You know, See, Olivia some of was, us uh, were not born with right. the ability to form words correctly Not many all of people the time. know this, but Olivia um, is actually what scientists call a feral child. Uh, <laughs> and she did, did not enter human society until, uh, what was it, 2012, I think? movie did we watch this week just anybody we watched season um, one of the lifetime original series map of the world my god, <laughs> my god. you are not wrong <laughs> oh so, buddy when i was watching this movie yeah i was very concerned and actually i'm surprised by the score that i can already see of john's but i thought john was going to have a very similar problem with this movie that he had with the last one that he led, which was the ice storm. Mm-hmm. Because it's not I'll tell you that I, I didn't like, I just, I felt like this movie wasn't as full of itself as that one was. Interesting. But, yeah. Huh. And maybe we can talk about this some because listener, I have a very important announcement. We are breaking from our normal protocol of, of going through this movie scene by scene because that would just kill everybody. You wouldn't like it. It would kill everyone. Hmm. With boredom. Um, but I will say that while this movie was getting started, you know, the credits were rolling, I was like, huh, huh, oh, wow. 
Julianne Moore uh-huh. is in this movie. So Fantastic. Great. Love that. I didn't realize they had done a movie together. And it's not surprising because no, I would think that no. they are like similar age wise and like, I don't know. Probably friends in real life. I would think that they'd be <laughs> right. friends in real life. You have a lot to talk about in terms of hair color. <laughs> and <sure>. that's, uh, <laughs> maybe not that's height, it. but um, sure. you know. I would love to hear Sigourney Weaver's outrageous Boston accent. <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> that would be amazing. Guys, I finished 30 Rocks. Oh. Yesterday. Wow. Welcome to the fold. Welcome to the year 2014. I'm very very sad about it. I was trying to kind of. Hey, but now you get to watch it it again. And let me tell you, the second time through is just as good. I'm sure sure it will be. It goes down so smooth. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) but I was happy to see Julianne Moore. They're friends in the movie. So that was fun. Like, Mm -hmm. and good friends. Like, I feel like their friendship is a, it's a real and complex friendship it's, yeah. it's, it's got like people yeah <laughs> yeah so um, it was nice i also wanted to point out that the the person who did the score for the movie was pat Matheny, which also made me pretty excited why um who that so he's a musician guitarist what? oh that's um, a good person to score your movie typically uh he's a guitarist um i have this really excellent recording of steve reich's uh electric counterpoint where Mm -hmm. all 10 of the tracks are pat metheny just like playing like over on a loop and it's Mm. absolutely amazing nice um so i got really excited when i saw that name come across and i was like wow this music's probably gonna be really good and boy was i just i i'm not gonna lie i had a similar (laughs) sort of build up and then very quick letdown when i saw the name kathleen kennedy come across the opening credits are y'all familiar with mm. kathleen kennedy no, no. Who is that? oh you are yeah. certainly familiar with the work she's she was a producer on this movie she's also been a producer for uh, she worked at lucasfilm for a long time and worked with spielberg a lot so like she was a producer for all the indiana jones movies huh. and et she has a ton of oscars and like usually is connected to a lot of really good movies um but now, boy do you think that do you think it's just a case where someone else had the same name, maybe? No, or? no, I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. And the same Kathleen Kennedy, who was a producer on, oh, say, Rogue One, A Star mm. Wars Story, uh, one of my favorite which movies. Which was great. Which is, in my opinion, the best Star Wars movie. Um, also, also the same producer, Kathleen Kennedy, on A Map of the World. Um, yeah, well, so there's that. You know. We all got to start somewhere. Or, well, or uh, we all got to have those started with Raiders of the Lost uh, Ark. So <laughs> <laughs> she started way better. And I guess this was a nice little dip. A, a local minimum. Yeah, everyone's got to have a dip. Welcome to John's sure. Math Corner. Local Look. minimum. Okay, we're done. No one's Boy. perfect. <laughs> not even Kathleen Kennedy. That was a very short Math Corner. Uh, there's if not a lot of cause for blink, it in this movie. You might miss it. We begin with her voice. The voice. The glorious voice. This is our fastest. Time to Sigourney in this movie equals zero. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like like immediate. Straight off the bat. And And she doesn't leave. You get like her, the back of her and like her legs. Like she's, she's a mom. Oh yeah. Running around. She's fully in the mom this stage is a, of her career the, now. Mama Sigourney is is a wonderful Sigourney, I have to say. Is, I, is there any me, that isn't wonderful? Honestly, like, this, I don't know when it's supposed to be set, but I could picture Sigourney, like, in her outfits and everything and, like, her mannerisms as my own mom. 
<laughs> yeah, know, like, I had a in weird. In a lot of ways, <laughs> and ah, uh, it was great. I I had a weird sort of similar uh, sensation because I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be set when it came out, like present day, which was 1999, which means that like. I was the same age as probably one of her daughters when this movie came out. She really? makes a yeah. super believable farm wife. Like, oh, yeah. For sure. sure. And, like, and like just really, really... She knows her way around a cow or two. She does. Yeah. And just, like, the morning routine. Like, they're going about their morning routine. The house is believably, like messy or just lived in to mm-hmm. me it's not even it doesn't even seem like really that messy it's a farmhouse like sh- mm. everything's the kitchen table has got some shit be. on it right like yeah. like papers and and like all sorts of stuff that's not food it's not like right. a perfectly staged like breakfast scene it's it it's family life like, and like you know her older daughter is difficult and just like you know oh, in that kid. stage oh, of life where she's she hates her mom. The like, first like 15, 20 minutes of this movie just sort of like drove into me this like, mom, I'm never having children. <laughs> yeah, same. And yeah. I was, I also thought that this movie was going to be like snapped. Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, this movie is a movie where the mom kills her kid because, <laughs> because Emma is the name of the older kid and oh. she is a little freaking brat. Mm. De- demon child. Yeah. yeah. But like, I mean, it's, some kids just go through this stage, right? A lot of kids do, I think. And I know that I've kind of, I've observed friends with like difficult children and Mm -hmm. it's a struggle. And I think that it was very believable to watch these scenes kind of unfold Oh yeah, because they were very, very real seeming. Yeah. Well, okay. So also while she's chasing around her kids, like her younger kids, like fine, but also a toddler. So, Like, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, like, her old her older kid's a brat, and her husband is, like, not doing anything at all. Also, who is her husband? Howard. Howard. No, Howard. The, the actor. He's also... So, I think we brought yeah. this oh, up I mean, I looked before him up, really. from, from the ice storm, too. But um, more Bourne, Bourne references. This guy was in the Bourne series as well. Oh, that's why I don't recognize him. Oh, um, do you recognize him as Secretary of State Seward from Lincoln? Nope. Nope. Well, <laughs> it's a good movie. I should watch it sometime. Oh, so, okay. So, also, like, during her voiceover at the beginning of the movie, she's talking about, like, you know, it really only takes two horrible, horrible tragedies to completely flip your life upside down. And I'm like, it only takes two, huh? Like, that's it. Just thought- not one's not enough. We got to have two. <laughs> I thought this voiceover was interesting because I, th- I thought the gist of it was like, it's more like the the straw that breaks the camel's back, or yeah. at, at least it feels like that watching the, these scenes because Which it's like, this is a normal day. Yeah. But it, like, if one more like a bigger bigger thing happened, like then you would just know, it would just kind of like tip, tip over into. The worst yeah she's <laughs> barely holding it together and that's it. exactly why i thought this was going to be an episode of snapped right that's two hours long um but it it was is that an actual show that i don't know about yeah i, yeah. I don't know what you're oh. about. okay so it's like uh it's like a <laughs> i can imagine life, what it is lifetime or o- oxygen network whatever show mm-hmm. 
uh, where like moms just go crazy and kill their husbands, or you sure. know, they just like they're like, I can't freaking take it anymore. Hey, and then they you don't do got something terrible. You don't got to tell me. I grew up five minutes away from Andrea Yates's house. Wow, wow. I don't know what that is. No, oh. sounds sounds notorious. sounds like I should know. So that's why I said wow. <laughs> So, but anyway, she's got, like, all of this regular, like, family life stuff, but, like, it's tough. You can tell it's tough. Um, I mean, the scene ends with the, what, was she making eggs or something? Bacon? Like, the pan is on fire. Yeah. And her husband is just, like, reading the paper. Yeah. He he just, (laughs) like... Totally oblivious. The kitchen is slowly getting smokier, and he's just, like, having him some Honey Nut Cheerios. (laughs) Yeah. Life is wonderful. Like, we... The next scene that we see, though, she goes outside of her house and she has an absolutely kick-ass garden. And, like, so great. this property that she lives on has, like, a nice big pond. It's, like, I don't know. It's gorgeous out there, in my opinion. It's I'd love to live nice somewhere little, like that. Nice little Wisconsin homestead. Yeah. Yeah. Cool farm, man. So many cows. Love it. Just a Very number of cows. cows. I didn't understand that that was a pond until somebody said it because it looked more like a stream like a Mm. river kind of thing it was wide deep and wide deep and wide i had the same oh ben (laughs) (laughs) that's why i said those two words together like that um so also setting the scene she is a school nurse she is at an elementary school um there's like this one kid who comes sick or comes to school sick a lot. and uh, like, yeah, apparently all the time, all the time. And, like to the point that Sigourney is like on the phone later with Julianne Moore and she's like, this freaking kid, like I hate his mom, I hate her guts. And then she walks like the mom walks in during this. Oopsies. <laughs> that's, that's awkward. <laughs> uh, but like. She she does have like a full on fight with this mom right there in the middle of the school hallway and like chases her out of the school basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um I wrote in my notes she cares too much. <laughs> Very much. Yes. Kids come to school sick all the time. I know. That that seemed weird to me, like a weird thing to be mad about. I kind of feel it now. Like, I guess. But schools are all closed. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. when I was a kid, I didn't get sick a ton. But if I was sick, like I was never going to be allowed to stay home. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if it was a cold, it's like, well, yeah, you're, you're, it's, you're fine. You're a child. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed so, to have colds and you're supposed to give them to all the other children. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so they but can I'm go and give them to their parents to and everyone. everyone. But, uh, yeah, I spread that. That was Olivia. If you ever got sick in your life, that one time you got the cold in the late nineties, that was Olivia's fault. Olivia's patient zero. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Thanks a lot, Olivia. Mm, you're welcome. Uh, well. Yeah. Indeed. Moving on. Julianne Moore and her family come over for dinner. They have an indoor lamp sitting on their outdoor table, which I thought was. 
fun. We later <laughs> sort of pieced together. I don't, I, I don't know if this is ever explicitly stated, but I, I eventually got the idea that they were not just swingers? friends, but also swingers. Yes. I thank for you, John. sure. Sorry for stealing your thunder. No, no, it's okay. But no, like you are completely within your rights to think that. Like what? And I, I think there is. You're not just that. That's not just like hinted at, but I think that's it is explicitly stated at some point. Olivia, you seem like you did not pick up on I this. I didn't. So no. like, I don't know. Like when they are over that night, they aren't like. I don't know. They they aren't like overtly talking about anything but like when the kids are off playing and they're all sitting around a picnic table they're like talking about like there's just these sort of like little implications that like julianne moore's husband brought home a video it was mm, it was very fun oh i wish i could see that video and so you like they are very you know about as sexually open as you could expect and then what really set it off for especially me, for farm people for well, sure for sure they, for wisconsinites they're not, they're not farm people no they aren't they are oh, city yeah. folks. They've adopted this life. Yeah. But later on, once once Sigourney goes to jail and they're talking about, like, when she's arrested and they're talking about finding a lawyer, um, like, when she's being carried off by police, Sigourney mentions to her husband, like, talk to this guy. He's in our scene. And, like, what scene could they possibly be in? And, like, I think... I didn't... I, I did think they're swingers. I No, I, I'm with you 100%. And yeah. like, there's also like apparently a lot of talk around the town that their household is very sexually open. Right. Like they mentioned that at some point, and I'm like, hmm, 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 indeed. Yeah. And also, like, I was getting some weird like homoerotic vibes between the husbands too. Like right after dinner, um, he was like, "You coming to milk my cows?" I don't know. It was just <laughs> what. <laughs> that I did not know. He's like, I thought, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was just odd to oh, me. Amazing. But like, anyway, even if they're not swinging, they're super close friends, apparently. So Ben, you mentioned that Sigourney goes to jail. Uh, she does a little bit of a, a spoiler. So let's talk about yeah. like, well, the, we we've skipped over that, a very major event before yeah. we get there. Yeah, let's talk about some of the events that like lead up to this, just so we have a framework for talking about specific scenes in the movie. Well, there's a there's a big event where she almost kills the cat. Yes. Yeah. I do want to talk about that scene, but let's talk about uh, like the biggest tragedy huge, huge in the movie point. comes Honestly, in I was, that scene. I was mostly only following the plot for the kitty. <laughs> so, big plot points in this movie that aren't serial related um, are Surprisingly. So Sigourney has this huge huge old big old farmstead with a nice big pond sure and she's got these really close friends and her friends have kids and they are constantly like babysitting each other's children yep. and yep. uh like at one point julianne moore drops her kids off because she wants to have a sex day with her husband yeah. also i got the sense that julianne moore was like i don't know like really good at being a, like it she took really to good being at a creative mom like naturally She's a, a little extra yeah and i and and so like sigourney goes over to her house to pick up her kids and like notices all like the cool crafts they've done and like her house is completely clean and like, she's made no pies dust. like later in the movie yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Total. So she she's has like, it all she's got it together and i think sigourney does not 
feel that way, does not operate that way. And so that's like, it's kind of this... Uh, Mom rivalry. Like the, the contrast between the two is, mm. is pretty clear. Yeah. I wouldn't say rivalry, actually. No. They're, they're definitely no, just they're, like... No, they're good friends. Yeah. No, but a, a certain grass is greener situation. Sure. Right. But Julianne Moore drops off her children um, and goes to make like bunnies with her husband for the whole day. <laughs> oh, he'll be working. He got another video and, and took then, the day off work. Um, at one point, Sigourney comes downstairs after uh, going upstairs to get her swimsuit. For a suspiciously long amount of time. She, like this, That was a strange scene. I was like trying to figure out what she was looking for. Same. Yeah, but like, I don't know about y'all, but as soon as like, at, at a certain point during this montage, basically of her trying to find her swimsuit, I was like, oh, she's going to go down and one of the kids is going to be dead or gone. Oh yeah, for sure. That I was, kind of, that was very clear. That was that incredibly obvious. You wouldn't, you would be uh, gratified for thinking that because one of the kids is gone. Lizzie, who is Julianne Moore's kid. Younger, um, is, younger kid? Yeah, younger kid is no longer in the living room where she had deposited all of the childlings. Also, one of her daughter, her daughter, her younger daughter is trying to eat pennies. Yeah. So things yeah, are going her well. Her older daughter is giving them to on her. On the whole. She's <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, Sigourney wanders around her house calling Lizzie's name. She goes outside and so eventually looks at the pond and sees a little pink dot like i knew that we were gonna it. get the mm. zoom shot of like when she you know actually you know like when her focus when she realizes that there's a kid dead like yeah. and we got it yeah just like the straight into the camera zoom in on the face yeah did not disappoint <sighs> Did not. This um, was very, very sad. After after this happens, which is already a horrible, horrible thing, and we'll talk more about how this event impacts Sigourney's life and the rest of the movie, um, like, just barely after she even begins to recover from the loss of her friend's child on her property. Mm -hmm. uh, she doesn't die right away. It, like she Yeah, they have her on life support for a little she, while. She's, like, at the hospital the whole time. <coughs> yeah. Until they pull the plug. Yeah. Which must have been hard on God. everyone involved. Um, but then they go... or And then she's approached by, like, some social workers at some point who are asking after this kid who she was complaining about Detective. at the beginning of the movie, the one who came to school sick and whose mom is maybe not the best mom in Sigourney's view. Weren't uh, they cops? I thought they were detectives. I thought they were uh, social workers. They, I thought she introduced herself as a detective. But I think they not. said investigator. Oh, okay. Mm. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I, I don't know. It could be. It doesn't matter. It could, yeah, it really doesn't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no problem. And then, um, long. like, eventually, that's kind of, like, a weird thing that happens that we'll talk about in a bit. Like, they, she's approached by, by them. They don't, like, they ask about this kid. She basically has, like, a breakdown in front of them. Uh, well, because, like, she's, she's been trying to process this stuff. And her husband's just, like, trying to get her out of bed in the morning. He's Back like, you just He's gotta like, keep going. To, yeah. to be keep moving. Again. Just, like, go buy food and let's fuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Um, oh, 
uh, yeah, all of their sex scenes were really uncomfortable. This, but also, this wouldn't like, be a movie. This movie wouldn't be a movie. I would think maybe, maybe. for some people. <laughs> I certainly yeah, hope not. Hope not. But anyway, uh, th- this movie would not be a movie if Sigourney just had a good therapist. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Eventually. Sigourney is arrested on her property uh, for child abuse and taken to jail where she must await her trial. I had a good... set her bail super high, so yeah. she's just like in jail. $100,000, I think. Yeah. I did have a good quote from that scene with the investigators. Like, what did she say? Um... I think uh, I may I be trying to have exactly a nervous breakdown, but no one oh, will let I'm me. I'm trying to have a complete nervous breakdown, and no one will let me have it in peace. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel that. I felt I felt her, like, yeah. at that point. I was like, oh, man, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh-huh. So those are really the, the big plot points of the movie, is that she has a kid die on her property. She gets uh-huh. arrested. She feels responsible, even though... She- like, like even Julianne Moore doesn't hold it against her. Hold it against her, but like, and I they mean, have she's a, they have a scene. They, I mean, like, yeah. they're. I mean, she's obviously, uh, yeah, deeply traumatized by this, and ends up on her property. They have a scene together after the funeral, where it's like it's really hard for me to see you right now because it's like. Basically, all she can think about is how her daughter died, like in under her care. And this scene takes place uh, in in the middle of the night. Uh, Sigourney like just needs to get out of her house, and so she mm -hmm. goes for a walk, and she comes across Julianne Moore in the middle of the woods, doing the same thing, just sobbing and smoking. And she's like, "Don't tell my husband I smoked." Um, but she's just like, yeah, she's she says exactly what you said she said (laughs) yeah um and like that see it was moments like this where i was like this movie has a lot of very good elements yes like that was a compelling scene to me Mm -hmm. um in the middle of the woods and like the dialogue um was i thought really good julianne moore says you know, I tried to make a list of everything that I could remember about her talking about Lizzie. And she says, and I was worried that I wouldn't be able to remember anything, but instead I remember everything Mm. and it's so much worse. Um, and yeah, it was like, like the, the writing in scenes like that was (laughs) extremely good. Like devastating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was not a happy movie. No. But no. like the music was very saccharine, so you weren't really sure <laughs> how to feel <laughs> about any scene because it was like it was like I'm at the deepest, darkest moment of my life, and the music was like, bah, bah, da, bah, yeah, and it's all just bah, very like bah, brightly yeah. and evenly lit. It's just like ugh. strange. It's like yeah. a it's like a sad greeting card. This this <laughs> yeah. movie is the film equivalent of a like condolences hallmark card it felt very hallmark movie to me it really did yeah yeah um but yeah i there's a particular scene that we've already referenced a time or two that i would love to talk about well no one's stopping you in a little bit more detail and it's (laughs) it's toward the beginning of the movie where she is making breakfast for her kids and she pours milk into emma's cereal yeah (sighs) yeah Holy shit! Who 
who's got some comments about about this scene? Well, you do apparently. Well, her kid goes batshit crazy. Like because like it's more like... crazy than like to the point that I was like, oh, this is a movie <laughs> where a mom has to learn how to deal with her kid's autism. Like yeah, yeah. It, I mean, wrong. Like no. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it I was... think there's some. There's just like kind of like what we were saying. I mean. This kid just can't, she's in this phase and whatever Sigourney does is going to be wrong. Look, she just, just doesn't want milk like in her cereal through. and Sigourney knows this and she accidentally does it anyway. Yeah. So yeah. she loses her shit. She absolutely loses her shit to the point mm-hmm. that she's like, okay, that's enough of that. Like go sit in the chair. You're in timeout. She... Let's Emma get up out of the chair when the timer goes off and she goes back to her seat at the breakfast table and then dumps out her cereal all over the floor and then smashes the bowl. Yep. It's like I almost had to stop oh, did she, watching this. This was the this stuff. was the point that she grabs the cat. Wait, was this the point? Yeah. Where she grabs the cat and walks outside with the cat and I was like, "Oh fuck, she's going to kill this cat." I thought so. Don't mm. kill the kitty. Don't kill it. That's the thing is that like any way that this movie could have gone. And this is, this was a big scene for me because I, this is where I thought that the movie was going to go to like either like a very dark place or like give us a, a point where we get a really interesting character study on Sigourney and mm-hmm. her and like her relationship with her very difficult child and uh like at this point i think we may have already seen the the map of the world like the brightly colored crayon thing that uh sigourney made when she was young and i was like well maybe this like comes into play or something i I even thought like hell maybe this movie is like some weird fantasy thing where like she ends up in this imaginary world that she's created with her kid and they have to like you know get a better relationship (laughs) it kind of i mean that kind of happens. There's literally so many ways that I thought this movie was going to go. It didn't do any of them. Nope. And the thing that it did, I feel like was worse than mm. any of the ideas I had starting in this scene. Yeah. So. Why? Just because it didn't go anywhere? Like, <laughs> no, you know, I mean, it I... goes somewhere. It just doesn't do it in a very exciting way. This movie sure. goes somewhere in the same way that an escalator goes somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. You get on it, at the beginning and it slowly and gradually at the exact same pace so, and the exact same angle takes you to where you think you're going. This is generally the feeling I have about most dramas. Like, okay. Because hmm. it's more, I don't know, a lot of times, well, I guess it depends on, on kind of what what kind of drama it is, whether it's just trying to be more realist. Like that's kind of where I felt like this ended up where it's like, yeah, real life. If this happened, and I think this is actually a true story um, or based on a true story. It's not that interesting, but like all this shit happens. Mm -hmm. And we don't (laughs) get like, we don't get the, the very the t- like either tidy story or like super flashy story that we want but it still like is worth telling and i think that's i mean a lot of drama i mean some of the dramas i've seen 
that's kind of where they're coming from. So, I don't know. In that sense, I just kind of translated this movie into <laughs> into one of those. I think, like, in that kind of vein, like, and also, like, you were talking about, Ben, like, the escalator thing. I think that this movie would have been more successful for me if it had, if it had pared back some stuff. Like, if it was going to be a very linear plot with very linear stuff, then why did we get all these other breadcrumbs that just started off somewhere and then went nowhere? Like, even this first scene that we talked about with with Emma smashing her cereal bowl, by the end of the movie, there's, like, no problem between the two of them at all. And there's nothing that yeah. happens in between to make that the case. It just stops being a condition in the movie. <laughs> There's no. also, like, this thing where it's, like, you know, Sigourney, when she was young, when she drew the map of the world, which also doesn't really impact the story very right. much at all, um, <laughs> she made that when she was sitting at her mother's, uh, like, deathbed, basically. Right. And that's that doesn't go anywhere at all. It doesn't that's go anywhere. It just informs our picture of who the characters are i would say also though where the title of the movie comes from it's also true um i wouldn't say that nothing changed for her daughter's like her relationship with her older daughter to be different by the end she goes to jail and is gone for like her daughter realizes like she's like jolted out of this hatred for her mom because she realizes she loves her she and realizes how her. much her dad sucks and <laughs> also that yeah uh they still but, have that like I, I don't know i i got a distinct lack of character arcs from this movie the way basically everyone's attitude and behavior at the beginning of the movie is almost exactly the same as it is at the end of the movie yeah. they tend to approach each problem with the exact same sort of demeanor and even though the kids there are not like as openly you know tantrum ish by the end of the movie, which is, you know, sort of explained away by a letter. There's still like, there's still kind of problems. You know, there's still like, we want to go see Teresa. When are we going to go see Teresa? When when are you going to call her? That's just a Yeah, but they're they're kids. I think that that made it, that honestly made it a little bit more real to me. Like the, the changes that happen are kind of situational and, and event based. So like, we start out the movie with Sigourney and Julianne Moore being really good friends. Then this horrible, horrible thing happens. Their relationship changes and kind of drops off the face of the map. But also, but then it like weathers this event and comes out the other side and like it's different. But they're they haven't really changed. Like. Yeah they're consistent which i think is okay like yeah i'm sure that you know it's not a big character arc like they've like fundamentally changed their beliefs on something or 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 every character in this movie basically has one facial expression like if they were wearing (laughs) comedia if they were wearing like comedia dell'arte masks it would not be any different yeah oh (laughs) I don't know. I I feel like there's a little bit of nuance, especially like in the performances. There may be nuance, well, not, but there not is not range. Bit. I feel mm. like 
I feel like that's more of like a fault of the writing because I feel like oh, it one hundred percent is. I, I'm not trying to blame the actors for any of this. This is all the, this is all just very bland, blase writing. Except that I feel like the actual writing itself, like the actual words being spoken, one hundred percent communicate what they intended to without being like this is what i am thinking right now like people Mm -hmm. talk about you know experiences that they have that tell you where they are now but doesn't like actually sync up so i don't know i feel like the i feel like the writing was actually pretty good it's just like the overall story really Mm. just failed for me like yeah I don't know. Like yeah. it, it was a weird watch because I was like, man, there are a lot of elements of this that were really good. And yeah. then there, but it just failed to coalesce into anything that was like worth. Yeah. I think I was not worth watching for two hours. I was not bothered by the lack of maybe like range of facial expressions or just like emotional change for different people because it, it seemed consistent with their characters and like real life, I guess. They didn't need to like show this. Well, okay, let's consider know. let's consider like the range that Sigourney goes through in the movie. She goes from being like a harassed mom mm-hmm. to being like a happyish like she's happy at the beginning of the movie, even though she's like a little harangued. Um she's like generally kind of happy she's taking being a parent in stride to going to caring too much about that kid at school to Mm. like but then like when she gets arrested she's just like i mean she's obviously very sad like she runs out of lizzie's funeral like crying Mm -hmm. and and screaming at one point because she's so overwhelmed with guilt and no one's letting her like process this and then when she goes when she gets arrested, basically her reaction to this is like, great, love it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, she takes it all in stride. Yeah. And so she, she, she kind of treats it like a vacation. She does. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> At first. Yeah, after she gets arrested, it really takes a weird turn into Orange is the New Black territory. If yeah. I had to describe this movie, I would say Orange is the New Black colon a, a Lifetime original movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, that uh, that whole jail. Boy, that's oh, weird. You could take out weird. every single jail scene and it really wouldn't change the movie. That's that's also I feel that way uh, about like even the like the kid dying. Like they don't even let them talk about that in the courtroom. Like they're yeah. like we got it thrown out. It is well, inadmissible. That, that's actually from a legal standpoint that's just good strategy yeah well yeah i I know but like uh more uh oh fuck what's the term that is more prejudicial than it is probative oh wow so here's the thing though going back to my old mock trial days is that it literally may as well not have happened right like this movie tried to be two movies Mm -hmm. and it didn't do either one of the movies in my opinion all the way yeah so it was it was just a very weird watch. But yeah, going back to like so I feel like Sigourney's range was actually like great until we hit a point after she gets out of jail and when she's like going to trial, I'm like 
I've lost who this character is. It's weird. After she gets arrested, Sigourney Mm -hmm. Weaver stops being the sympathetic character of the movie. Yeah. And it becomes Howard, who just, like, right before this weird reverse moment was, you know, arguably the least sympathetic character in the movie. Yeah. So, well, first of all, this movie was based on a novel, so it didn't really... Was it? Um... You know, it was just trying to follow. Wow, that. what's it but called? Because I don't want to read same it. Same name. Okay. Um. But no, I totally agree. There's a very distinct character shift with Sigourney in as Jail Sigourney. Um, jail Sigourney. Jail Sigourney. Yeah. yeah. Like when she's talking to her husband, when he comes to visit, like she doesn't let him basically even speak yeah and <coughs> yeah she definitely becomes less sympathetic for sure and starts acting really weird like why what was the whole point of her what beating herself up when she, when like we think she's basically starting a fight with this other inmate and then we find out after, like, she comes back from the hospital with stitches and black eyes that she did the whole thing to herself. Just, like, bashing her face into the table. Yeah. I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, I don't understand. Like, Is this... it just her guilt of, like, all the, like, there's the, you know, the kid that drowned. She she did actually, like, slap that kid. Yeah. The... I do feel like, yeah, there's a lot of, like, I had this coming the whole right. time like well, sort of energy from from there's Sigourney. also this weird ambiguity during sort of this middle third ish of the movie where you're like wait a minute did sigourney actually commit all these crimes like right yeah. is she well, actually they guilty keep, they keep showing like a a flashback and like the way that this thing keeps recurring where she is in the room with Robbie is the name of the kid. I don't know if we mentioned who comes to school sick, Yeah, uh, but we might as well get that out there. Robbie, she's in, she's in the nurse's office with Robbie. And like, at first we see her just give him a little cup of medicine. And then we see her give him a little cup of medicine and then him spit the medicine on her. And we see that like several times and you expect that it is setting this up to be like, I don't know, uh, like a vantage point kind of like twist, right? Like, like yeah. some some sort of some sort of thing that's really going to make this story click. And it's like a, a letdown. It's a big letdown because yeah, he spits the medicine on her and then she slaps him, and that explains why he doesn't like her very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. End of story. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's her her one sin basically. Yeah, exactly. And she's done nothing else wrong her like for the whole story except slap this kid one time. Which was wrong. And but like, like but like let's be real, who among us hasn't wanted to slap a kid before? Oh my god. And I mean if they spit medicine all over you, like I I, I missed like that it was the medicine. Thing. I thought he was like spitting blood. <laughs> yeah, I also thought it was. Oh, they showed her give him a little cup no, of I, medicine. I, yeah, I remember that now. But like <sighs> Yeah, no, it's like that scene in the courtroom where they're like, have you ever touched Robbie, whatever his last name was, inappropriately? And she's like, yes. And her her, her lawyer's like, what the fuck? 
fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Which serious? Yeah, I mean. Because he's like, we have this in the bag. I am a pro. I'm like having so much yeah. fun. I'm destroying these people. And what? That was not the answer that they oh, were prepared for. Yeah. And he puts her back on the stand and she's like, yeah, I slapped him. Sorry. And that's that's it. He, he like, responds to it well, though. He was like, mm, yeah. is that one of the crimes you've been charged with? She's like, no, it is not. Nope. But I, I think maybe that's kind of Julianne Moore. Her character like talks about Sigourney and how, you know, one of the kind of damning pieces of evidence that was brought against her in this trial was that when she was talking to these investigators in the hall, she's like, I heard everybody. Her, her husband tells Julianne Moore about this. Uh-huh. And Julianne Moore is like, man, that's that is exactly like the one liner that I would expect her to give and why i love her so much and why she's like so refreshing and so i don't know i didn't find it to be particularly refreshing i don't know about refreshing i agree but none of this movie was refreshing right i think maybe the refreshing was just the she says kind of what what's on her mind she doesn't sugarcoat things um and so maybe that's kind of the consistency that we are supposed to see with her in the jail of her, like just not sugarcoating the situation. Just, I don't, I don't know, but it is but, like, weird. She also weirdly enjoyed it. And yeah. she also like <laughs> that. And like, you get all that because Sigourney is a good actor. Like that's all from her performance. None of that really comes from the writing. Yeah. yeah. Is so there, weird. Do we think that Oprah is a significant theme or symbol in this movie? Yes, yes because the book sure. was uh, became famous after it became one, uh, part of Oprah's book club. Are you really? serious? Yeah, that's Amazing. literally the second sentence oh. in its Wikipedia entry. <laughs> it was the Oprah's book club selection for December nineteen ninety nine. So is that why she's in the? Is yeah. that why she's in this movie? It's so a nice little she? nod to her. It has to oh, be. Shit. I mean, uh, there's. That I wrote makes down me a... sick to my stomach. <laughs> I thought she was going to be like a. Like some symbol that I was just failing to get the meaning of, but Oprah no, represents like... God. Honestly, okay. I loved I loved the references to her. Like at one point, the inmate that she is supposed to have started a fight with is black, <laughs> and she has brought up like several times, just like there's you know there's racial tension within the jail, and at some point she starts off a scene with the gathered inmates, and she's like. Hello, all you white girls who think you're not racist because you just love Oprah. Hmm. <laughs> and I thought that was great. Because, yeah. yeah. It's, oh, um, man. I don't know. I felt like the jail scenes were not necessary. Not necessary, yeah. not really compelling. Not contributing anything to the movie. Right. And also... Like, they try to bring them all together later by like, yeah, like everybody has kids. And so they end up like, okay, now we're all friends because we put our kids photos on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, it's yeah, I mean, like okay. a lot of other things in this movie unearned. Yeah. And, yes. and a pastiche, just like just another thing to Let throw at the wall and see if it sticks. That's <laughs> how I felt. I don't know. The more I talk about this movie, the more I'm realizing that my I, I think my blood pressure is going up. I think I'm getting like really like angry now <laughs> like, wow. that I watched this. I like 
This is what I was worried night, about. Last night I was like, you know, pretty good. Like, like I felt like the writing was fine. Um, I felt like there was just so much going for this movie. But now I'm just like, I do feel like it's like they threw spaghetti at the wall. Mm. I Which think it was a spa- it was spaghetti that that they had to work with. <laughs> It was a spicy meatball. No, it was not spicy. This was the most bland movie I've ever seen. <laughs> they forgot the salt. Seriously, uh, no seasoning. Not even, not even oregano. Not even oregano. Not even oregano. Son of a bitch. Son of. So, um, I guess it should be mentioned also that the in order to 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 whatever post her bail. Her husband ends up selling the farm and all the equipment and all the livestock, um, and and possibly the cat. Unclear something, to me. Something happens because the cat. The cat well, they can't is take no it with them more because their new apartment complex does not allow pets, and I thought mm. that was very sad. Yeah, it is. At the end of the movie, I was like, "Oh, I just wanted her to see her cat again because it was a cute kitty." It was. Yeah, but but she didn't so. Yeah, so that was over. that's really like the how they solved that problem move was With like the sell the farm, and and that's but no one has any like feelings about selling the farm. Yeah, they don't seem to be like super sad about not being there anymore. Right. This is why like, I'm saying like they just have the same facial expression throughout the entire movie, and like none of these major things have consequences. I kept waiting for yeah. something big to happen. Like I kept waiting for the husband to like pack up and like move in with Julianne Moore or like yeah, divorce. I, I so many thought so many times I thought, and now they're divorced. Nope. Nope. They're not. Okay. But now surely we're going to see their divorce. Nope. They're not. It's just, yeah. Is that, is that a theme of this movie? At, at this point, I'm just trying to make this make any sense. You, is this, is no, this like, stop. You're giving the movie too much credit. Is it trying to say like, no, it's shit not happens and you just, like light you ju- it just keeps going no that, it's like, trying it just, to it's trying to say oprah liked this book so we, if we make it into a movie people <laughs> will go see it that's it well i mean i think that john that is probably the closest thing to the theme of the movie at least that that i got from what like the especially at the end where you have like they go all the way they go all the way they go to the they they move back to Chicago. They're uh-huh. city people again. Her husband can barely talk to her. Uh, he's working at the Lincoln Park Zoo. Together, and which is they're the saddest taking care zoo. of their kids. Yeah, and, and like, she just this goes is like life her... goes on. Yeah, We've moved on, and you just have to like deal with it. That's what I got out of this movie, and it was very sad, but also pretty true. <laughs> Like maybe shit doesn't happen like this to everyone, but like everybody goes through stuff, and you, you, you like power through. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's like, and maybe that's true, but it's going on. It's you're right. It's very true. It's very very realistic. It is very uninteresting and not worth making a movie about. I don't yeah, want my movies to be just sort of realistically dull. I want exciting things to happen in them. I, that's the point, right? There's supposed to be some element of spectacle or right. entertainment. But, and Is that not the 
the trial and all the stuff that happens? No, no. Did you find that to be particularly entertaining? No, not at all. I'm just asking. It felt very procedural to me. That was what was supposed to be entertaining, but it did not work that way at all. Yeah. So, so, then the question becomes, is the only stories that are worth telling are the the really interesting ones? Yeah. Yeah, the only stories that are worth telling are the ones that are people want to hear. The captivating. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a I I didn't feel I and because of the way that the movie kind of had these big things happen and then nothing like at the beginning of the movie I was very invested in even these minute details like her daughter smashing a bowl of cereal on the floor i was like right. that's enough Just to start a whole movie about grasping at so many straws yeah and then this movie let these huge huge things just come in and slip right through its fingers and not grab on to anything narratively and so I just I think, every every time one of these things came whizzing by i felt less and less interested in what was going on I think that novels get away with this a lot better because there's a lot of novels out there that are like this. Yeah. And but if those you're gonna... stories, obviously, like, people are telling them, people read them, people want to hear it. Like, I don't know. The realism is maybe less uh, stark because of, like, writing style and stuff in when you're reading it in a book yeah. versus watching it in a movie i feel like there's also just a very different like your inner world is very different when you're reading versus when you're watching something Mm -hmm. but like and you're thinking about it differently like in you know the the intake of the the story and the the feel of it is also kind of more maybe more intertwined with you you yeah yeah so like if it's real you can you it's empathy versus more sympathy. worth reading because you're kind of taking it into your own life interesting yeah yeah but i've also read books that kind of do this and i still find them very uninteresting sure so no i i i feel you no for sure <laughs> but i agree that they tend to get get away with a bit more um yeah, yeah i don't know anyway like every time every time something big happened and then didn't really go anywhere which is constantly from which is like the whole end. two hours yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was just like wow okay so this movie's not really about anything then <laughs> right yeah. this movie is the equivalent of like the it's a small world ride um <laughs> you just sort of get on it and oh look that's fun to look at oh they, they have wooden shoes that's cool it's a nice song i guess then you get off and you're like why did i stand in line for 40 minutes for that I liked that it's a small world, right? You would, John, because you also like, uh, what was it, Kicks, the cereal you enjoy? No, I don't like Oh, kicks. no, Sugar I was, Smacks, that's I was it. asking if we were you all also on the like, same. Yeah, you also you like, it's a small world for the same reason you like Sugar Smacks and the TV Guide channel. What the hell is wrong with you? Sugar Smacks are amazing. You are a retiree is what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> what was that? I've never heard you make that noise before. I've had, I... I've known it's you so for funny three that I'm a retiree because, like, the the reason we're podcasting today instead of yesterday is because I had to go to pottery class. <laughs> Are you wintering in Florida this year or Arizona? Uh, Florida. Oh, good call. I oh, needed boy. the humidity. Sure. Keep uh, my your skin bones, soft. You know. Yeah. Mother-in-law. 
Why does yeah. what was that relationship about? Um, well, she, she sometimes she after, was there to watch the kids. Yeah, she came in after the or during the whole or- ordeal with the Julianne Moore's daughter dying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and stayed for a while because she was supposed was to not be in, in Bosnia. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But, but she, she does didn't. that fun thing where uh, that's always welcome to a daughter-in-law where she gives unsolicited advice about lots of things like, you know, how to deal with your kids or how to decorate a room or, you how know. How to deal with the death of a child on your property. Right. One that like, you were super responsible Super helpful for. and definitely wanted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, but I also feel like it was just a regular ass, like, mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship. Totally. Nothing to write I mean, home it, about. It there, was, there was the almost some conflict, realism, but the but, movie yeah. decided not to do that. Yeah, it was just beneath the surface. Though, like, I also would probably avoid having active conflict with uh, somebody who's just writing yeah. checks for me left and uh-huh, right. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yep. So. Sounds good. For sure. Yeah, yeah she she shows up several times and does the same thing every time. Yeah, which is sort like, like everyone mean, else helps, in this movie. Yeah, helps, but also like pokes the pokes the fire a little bit. Um, with Sigourney at least, <laughs> it's just yeah. The movie ends with the family sitting down at a dinner table. M- Hardly any different from the beginning, though all of Sigourney's these things have been happened. found not guilty. They're living in Chicago now. Uh, they're, the map of the world is hanging on the wall behind in like them. a lit frame. Super, super bright. <laughs> it, honestly, it looks like the uh, the Saint Pauli girl from the dinner party episode <laughs> of The Office. <laughs> oh man! But it also invites the question: Why? Why did they pick that? That artifact of this movie to... It's to probably a lot more important in the book. And they the movie has had to come in at under two hours or whatever. <laughs> so or they could only devote budget. a total of like 30 seconds to it. Yeah. Uh. It, it probably represents like her relationship with her mother. And then therefore... You don't miss it until it's her gone. Rela- yeah, her relationship with her daughter's... Especially her older... I, I'm, just, I'm just guessing. Right. That's, just making shit up. It's supposed that to carry <laughs> emotional weight that it really doesn't because the movie devotes no. no time to it. But it is the title, so... Right. It's important, but it, the movie doesn't treat it like it is. Yeah. And that, listener, was a map of the world. Oof. Yeah. Ben. Yeah. Ben. Yes. I'm going to need to know. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of this movie? What'd Boy, you give it? Well, what, if you what don't was your know, score? if if you couldn't tell by now, I did not particularly enjoy this movie. Um, given the choice between watching this movie again and sitting in a slightly too warm room and staring at the wall for two hours, I'd probably go with the latter. Um, just because at least I could find other ways to detract, distract myself. I gave this movie a 54. Um, that's largely on the backs of the fact that this is a very Sigourney heavy scoring system, uh, and, and other performances like, you know, Julianne Moore was fantastic with what she had to work with. Uh, but yeah, it's just, boy, this, this was just a complete escalator of a movie. It it starts at, you know, it, it never, 
it never deviates in any way. Like there's exactly one surprise in the movie and that's when Sigourney gets arrested. But other than that, it's just like, mm. ugh, it's, ugh, <laughs> ugh. I don't know what to yeah. say about this movie. I think it's just so bland. It's just, yeah. it's just not a good movie. I don't know what more I could say that I haven't already said. 54 didn't like it. Olivia, what'd you think? Well, I gave it a 66. I, yeah, I mean, obviously Sigourney was in it a ton and she was great. So almost entirely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that we've had an, I like the last movie that was so heavily Sigourney centric besides, I guess, Alien Resurrection. I probably would have been copycat before that, right? Death and the Maiden. Yeah. Maybe Death and the Maiden. Yeah. But she's, I mean, she's all, you know, she's all up in the coverage of Sigourney in these movies very very good good so um that was nice uh, Julianne Moore excellent so you know um honestly I think I mean we've I thought the characters themselves were consistent and believable so and like complex even though and and maybe not even though but like because of the limited range <laughs> if the, uh, that they show. I don't know if that makes sense, but... No, I get it. Like, real-life people, I don't know, they they expressed more than they showed to me. Um, so I, I, I kind of enjoyed watching that part. Um, where else? I guess rewatchability. I gave it a five. You guys gave it a three. I probably wouldn't be. Ex- I would not be excited to rewatch this movie, but uh, I guess I would do it. <laughs> but you would just lay there and take it. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I, I, I did it smack down in the middle. So. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I would, you say I, I gave would it a three. It. That's too high. I think. Yeah, I would fight it if someone asked me to watch this movie again. But I, I would if they were insistent. Like it wasn't so offensive right. to yeah. me that I would never ever watch it again. But I had the I I. It's not Prince Caspian or anything. Oh, God. Oh, that was a horrible movie. It's the reason we can't do Tilda Swinton next, so... <laughs> that's right. So that's annoying. That's right. Oh, man. Have you seen that anyway, movie? Anyway, I, I just don't have... have. They were not, you know, not super strong uh, mm. ratings overall, but, uh, yeah, 66. John! Well, Olivia... Um, <laughs> I'm just going to very quickly echo Sigourney was absolutely, absolutely fantastic in this movie. Well, we know that. Both the quality and the quantity were left very, like, nothing to be desired. Mm -hmm. Um, Our girl did good. Um, She done good. I will say that. Um, I will say, too, that I tended to give this movie fairly high scores in things like good characters overall cinematics like you know quality i felt the movie was understandable like perhaps too understandable as understandable (laughs) as a peanut butter sandwich uh like everyone else i gave this movie excessively high marks for juliana moore's performance which i felt was just like Mm. just like over the top good um you like the writing like i thought again like the individual scenes 
were fine. Like they like mm-hmm. the writing was good. I felt like the word choice was beautiful. I felt like the things that people were saying supported their character. Like what what existed of their character without like without just saying it, you know. Um, but then in other categories, it one hundred percent fell apart for me. Rewatchability would fight a rewatch. Newness. This is a Hallmark movie. And then in my whimsy category, I gave this movie a one because it just didn't come together into anything for me. So if you take our three scores and you add them up, divide by three. Hey, that's my line. Uh, well, now I said it. Then we get a score of 62, which puts this movie... At number 11, uh, right around the halfway point, which is too high, but we've seen a lot of shit, so hopefully it'll get lower. Uh, It's currently directly in between Death and the Maiden and Alien Resurrection. Interesting. Well, I know for sure that it's going to get lower next ne- week. What because are we what, next week? What is our movie next week? Oh my god, I'm Olivia? so excited! It's Galaxy Quest. It's finally Galaxy Woo! Quest. Now, it's really, the whole reason why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> Olivia has not seen Galaxy <laughs> I'm Quest. I'm so excited. Ben and I have both seen Galaxy Quest several seen times it. over the last oh it. couple of decades. Oh you god. might say. No, I've heard that Company Man is bad question mark? i don't know just, anything about company man and I've i really don't care because we're about to watch galaxy quest That's right i I'm might just, just watch galaxy quest before watching any other movie that we watch from now on i'm just looking in the future and i'm trying to see if there are any things big bad getting, love getting really excited about Tadpole. i feel like in a couple holes, holes. holes. oh i'm looking forward to holes I think I think Holes is our next exciting movie after Galaxy Quest. Yeah, I think so. And the the village. The I'm village, kind of, yeah. The yeah. village. Be nice uh, to revisit that one. Yeah, and for sure, um, Cabin in the Woods. Though I, I oh yeah, am, I am getting nervous about Cabin in the Woods because there's not enough Sigourney in it, so it's not going to get as good of a score as I as I would like to give it. Being the you know, horror movie fan that I am, you know what I'm weirdly excited about revisiting. Uh, the is, Tale of Despero. Nope, never seen that. So Baby I will Mama. be visiting for the first time. Nope, I saw that one a couple years ago, so it's still pretty fresh. Fine. Avatar. Avatar. I saw, I saw Avatar exactly I... once when it was the biggest film phenomenon in history. Right. I saw it in theaters, and now it's just like that movie was such a huge boom and that immediately died it was the top grossing movie in cinema history for the longest time but like it just completely disappeared like what happened to avatar this, we i w- will want to talk about this on the episode but like well i'm i'm looking forward to going back to it friends i believe i have avatar on blu-ray and i have a oh, brand what? well not brand brand new but i have a very very new giant TV. glorious television that has very very pretty colors so mm. if if we're Get interested prepared. in having a watch party over here for Avatar, might, might have to do that. Uh, I think that would be great. I probably will end up watching that movie several times because I know that there are other it's like I have so friends long. who are like, "Oh, I'll watch yeah, that with you." You mean you're going to spend 24 hours watching Avatar? <laughs> oh God! And by the time we get to the episode, I'll be like, "I fucking hate this movie." <laughs> right. I'm interested to get to Chappie as well. I don't know. There's there's a lot of fun yeah. stuff in the future. There's a lot of things I haven't heard right. of that are probably going to be terrible, but you know, oh, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, we're making really good progress on this you guys we're almost halfway through yeah 
Exodus, God and Kings. Oh God. Oh there's, Jesus. There's gonna be no, some some real duds. So yeah, we we've got uh, some high points, some high some highs, and some low lows coming oh, up. Yeah. You know, I think that I think that our listeners love hearing us talk about movies that we're very excited about, and I think that they also like hearing us completely drag movies. So you know, <laughs> well then they've hopefully enjoyed this episode because all I did was drag a map of the world. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, rightly so. Um. So yeah, moving on. Anyone got anything to plug? Nah. Uh, just ben. the usual. Follow me on Instagram at benebert.com. That's at B-E-N-H-E-B-E-R-T-D-O-T-C-O-M where you will get details about shows that I might have in the virtual realm during this period of lockdown and uh, any shows that I might have when things reopen, assuming that comedy theaters still exist. Assuming mm. that anyone is still funny. All right. Yeah, there's, uh, <laughs> there's that, a chance you know, that... There's a chance that all of the comedians are just going to totally lose it, like hey, being quarantined. Please, so. please stop making jokes about my real world fears. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been since you've seen a person or made a person laugh in person, Ben? Oh, since I made a person laugh in person? Yeah. It's um, about a week. Which right. is pretty good. That was the first time in... Because like my last in-person comedy show was do, 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 uh, literally 100 days ago <laughs> my god wow. yeah yeah wow wow olivia where can you be followed if you for some reason wanted to follow me on Why twitter would anyone do that i am drum Beatty, and on instagram i am olivia Beatty. on twitch i am it's an olive if you have if you if you enjoy the video games and watching them happen instead of playing them yourself so you know whatever there you have it. Yeah. I can what be about followed you, John? on Twitter at GinderJohn. Uh, I'm going to be posting more stuff about my pottery class. So if you want to see what I'm working on, uh, want to see what's been going on since I haven't touched clay in six months and just got back into Who's clay? It. And I've been fucking literally Aiken. everything up John, that I have touched. John, John, did you hear my joke? I did. Oh. It just wasn't just choosing funny. choosing to move. All right, it's fair. <laughs> um... But yeah, no. Uh, so come, come look at my pottery stuff. I can also be followed through alleys if you're just out and about. All just, right, just scare me a little. I like that. Boom. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's that's all. Well, so, do you? <laughs> it feels like we haven't really. Um, we haven't, well, there's also the podcast I'm, that we have that they could follow. Yeah, where can they do that? Olivia, uh, well, since you mentioned could, it. They could do that on Instagram and Twitter at DreamweaverPod. And please just send us an email. Send, tell us how you're doing. Tell us what movies you're watching. Hopefully they're Sigourney mo- movies. Yeah, if um, you want to, you can. I don't recommend it, but you can watch a map of the world for free on Amazon Prime. Tell us or, what you thought of. Or just or YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's also that a possibility. I watch that voodoo. Whatever. Um, anyway, Ben, Ben, uh, Ben, Ben, Ben. Dreamweaver podcast at gmail dot com. Um, yeah. That's the email. What is what is Sigourney Reaper? Oh, uh, Sigourney Reaper. Oh. Sigourney did not kill anyone in this movie, despite what some people thought. What about uh, what about through negligence? Does that count? Nope, nope. It has to be. I'm sorry, Ben. If we're if we're counting the millions of people. <laughs> As Queen she, of Spain, I, Isabella we're not did counting that. the one. Yeah, we're talking about actions that directly led directly led to deaths. 
Um, and Isabella so that doesn't count in this one. For, Isabella wasn't looking for her swimsuit and the Inquisition. Yeah, she intentionally <laughs> okay. started those wars. Uh, so her her death count remains at 3,104,026. This has been Sigourney Reaper. Thank you. Uh, yeah, is that it? Any, any of you have anything else to say for any time? I got nothing else to update. Well, with all that said, then, uh, thank you for listening to yet another episode of the Dreamweaver podcast. If you like it, please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, talk about it to us, to them, to anyone you want. Uh, and until tell next Sigourney time, Weaver. tell Sigourney Weaver. Until next time, when we talk about a significantly better movie, my name's Woo. Ben Abair. I'm John Gender. And I'm Olivia Baby. Good night, shitheads. Bye. Um, the biggest tragedy in the movie, in my opinion, comes in that scene when a perfectly good bowl of Captain Crunch is thrown on the floor. I, I mean, seriously. Captain Crunch is the best cereal. We all know this. Let's move on. Okay. If I've ever had it. Well. What? Oh, no. Stop. John, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Olivia, I'm coming over to your apartment right now. Stop I'm going right to grab now. some Everything Captain is... Crunch on the way. I will be there around three. <laughs> uh, now, Ben, are you a Crunchberry devotee? Or Honestly, just... I think uh, if I had to pick a favorite, it'd be a peanut butter. Okay. Yeah. Now, respectable. Respectable. Ben. Yes, Olivia. Can you tell me what makes Captain's Crunch so good to you? Well, it tastes really good when you eat it. It's very sugary. That's really all there is to it. Yeah. Highly descriptive. Yeah. I, I like what more do you need to know do you need do you need a soliloquy do you need a monologue no this is this is the most simple thing I in the mean, world it's one of the most it's no 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 stop like stop stop Reese's it's one of earth's Reese's, no not, stop not it is one of Reese's, earth's whatever, most Reese's simple stops. most basic childhood pleasures is eating a bowl of cereal and if you need to know more than it tastes good you're reading too much into it what do you want from your cereal other than it tasting good i don't like cereal i mean I think there are cereals that people like that I don't like. So yeah, because they taste bad. Like seriously, what more do you need to know about this cereal? Texture thing. Y'all know what I like? Sugar Smacks. Mm. (laughs) No one's eaten Sugar (laughs) Smacks since 1957. Ah, I love them. Oh, they're so good. Uh, anyway, John, you I will try some some Captain Crunch, please. Oh, and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That is a oh, see, I grew up. Cereal. I grew That's up on little, that. That was great. It for me. I loved that. That you and know, Reese's Puffs. Uh, how about Golden Grams? How do we feel about Golden nope. Grams? No, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love them. Disgusting. Em. See, see, now I'm doubting. I'm doubting you, Ben, because no, Captain Crunch is good. Captain Crunch is genuinely fantastic. It's, it's I will good. bring you a sampler. Okay. You know what sucks? Fruit Loops. I also like tricks. No, oh yeah, Fruit, Fruit Loops. Loops can take a goddamn hike. Come if you're, if on. look, if you're gonna, if you want Fruit Loops, just do yourself a favor and get Fruity Pebbles, or fruit, or tricks. You're wasting your time with Fruit Loops. There's nothing it does that a million other cereals don't do better. Fruity Pebbles are really freaking like Fruit amazing. Loops. Fruity Pebbles. I said are tricks fantastic. earlier, and I was wrong. Like I mm. meant Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. Oh, what are God. Fruity Pebbles? What, Olivia? <laughs> <laughs> are you Amish all of a sudden? What the no. hell? All right. I had fruit you loops, and I, I had cinnamon toast crunch. We need to have a Those cereal are the main ones. buffet. And, we need just oh, to oh, have a whole flight of cereals for Olivia. Cereal flight. Oh, I love it. Let's do that. We need, here's what okay. we're going to do. And let's, John, let's, let's, put them in, episode. let's put them in uh, Irish cream. Like, oh, let's make it a oh drinking thing. Oh my God. Uh, for, that for, sounds amazing. <laughs> at some point, John, you and I need to take Olivia to a grocery store and just get one of every cereal she has not tried. Here's my here's my issue with cereal. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't eat a lot of it anymore. And 
what happened to like the sampler packs? They are still they very still much those. there. Yeah. yeah. They are? 100%. You sure? Yeah. Maybe they're just I saw them at Target just a couple days ago. Okay. okay. Apple Jacks? I'm oh, yeah. pro I Apple Jacks, yeah. yeah. Can we all Honey agree on Cheerios? Apple Jacks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey Cheerios are fine. And can like, we all can we not all agree like plain on plain Cheerios? Fuck that. Can we all no, agree on those can go to hell. Kicks? What? Uh, are you a baby? They're disgusting, right? You right. What is ki- okay. what is that? It's just can I, unflavored puffballs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can God. I can I tell y'all a little combination that I came up with in college because it was oh, college. I'm um, loving that you use, have a combination of cereals, but go use, on. Well, it's not. It's, here's what you do: you take Rice Krispies, not Cocoa Krispies, not anything flavored, just plain old sure, Rice sure, Krispies, sure, 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 sure. and you put them in chocolate milk. Now, See, I, I was like never rice a chocolate Krispies. milk person. Yeah. If you just dump several teaspoons of sugar on top. Yes, I did that. That's excessive. That. Like, no, if you have you to actually... add sugar to your breakfast cereal, you're buying the wrong breakfast cereal. I mean, it's Rice Krispies. You dump the sugar in, but you don't actually eat it. Sugar no, should yeah, already you don't come eat it. You as part of your cereal. You just wait until you get to the bottom of the bowl, and then you have delicious sugar granules suspended. Too much in work. Milk. Too much work. I want my Captain Crunch that basically comes candy coated. <laughs> That's probably uh, why I never had it. Okay, so a yeah, map of the world. Yeah, really healthy cereals. <laughs> like gonna, fucking the rest of this episode nuts. is just dedicated to <laughs> cereal. Welcome so. to the Cereal Weaver podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to cereal. <laughs> um, oh, God. Get it? Yeah, that's oh, I got okay, it. Okay, okay. Um, mm. Let's move on. 